This week's episode of This My Bourbon Podcast is brought to you by Distilled Experiences. You can find your experience at distilledexperiences.com and use the code MYBOURBONPODCAST for 10% off any public tours. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I'm your host, Mary. Swan's here, again. Yeah, I never like, left. Yeah. You never do. It's nope. strange. Why do you hide out under our guest bed? <laughs> Seems like a good place. I don't know. <laughs> well, it was your fault. You fed him. Yeah. <laughs> After midnight. And if you if you feed him, he's going to come back. <clears throat> yeah. If you... Like a stray dog, except on a giant bird. Yeah. That's under your guest bed. <laughs> and you, you crumbled up pieces of bread and, and threw them... At him. At him. At his general direction. And then he just gobbles them. Mm -hmm. And he expects some. You don't know how to fend for yourself anymore, Swan. Absolutely not. And I told you it was on a rye cake. You got the marbled rye bread. I mean, what'd you expect? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good. Good. Good job there. That was good. Chad Perkins from It's Bourbon Nights also here. I am here. For his last appearance of 2019. That's correct. Yes. This is our last official episode before we close out the year. With the newly announced best of so far episode of This My Bourbon Podcast, which will be hitting your listening earballs on uh, on Christmas Day, twenty nineteen. Oh. so yes, so look forward to that. But we're we're not quite there yet. We start out every show with Flying Blind. This is a special Flying Blind uh, that is actually brought to you by listener of the show, friend of the show, Troy Mancusi from Wisconsin. Oh. Who uh, sent us three different barrel picks, and I'm just now realizing I should have taken the plastic wrap off of these. Oh, it's before. good radio, Perry. Yeah, people like crinkling sounds in their ears. <laughs> okay, hold, hold, hold on. You know what I like about you, Perry, is your prep work. You're really good at just. Uh... Yeah, I got the I got the plastic off, Chad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have done it beforehand. Anyway, so Troy from the Speakeasy Wisconsin group sent uh, me and John Edwards from Dad's Drinking Bourbon and Will in the Grease from the podcast three different barrel picks, all for Thanksgiving. Mm. Those barrel picks are as follows. Oh, I can't read. Um, I have that problem too, but I'm a bird. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. um, The first one is a beautiful nine and a half year old non chill filtered pour. From Wild Turkey's Camp Nelson Warehouse A. Um, it's, I think, this one? Yes. It's Watson. The one that says Watson on it. The second one, they say they doubled down on Wild Turkey. And uh, it's, <clears throat> it's another one of Russell's, and it's called Turkey Drop. Gross. <laughs> Not droppings. Oh. Drop. Okay. Swan, if you want to help me out with, with that there. Uh, and then last but not least <clears throat> is a pick called Wicked Sensation, uh, which is a Driftless Glen single barrel pick. Have you ever had Driftless Glen rye before, Chad? I want to say I've had from that distillery. I don't know if I've had the rye. Well, the it, it's a four-year, two-month-old uh, in unique 59-gallon barrels and bottled at 102 proof. So we've got three that we're going to try, um, kind of throughout. Um, Flying Blind's not going to be confined to just one bit. We're going to kind of go through it as we're talking about our our topic and, and whatnot. And 
I'll kind of let Troy, Troy sent this actually during Thanksgiving week and I've kind of got busy and didn't have the opportunity to try it. So I figured we would try them on the show. So as we were pouring these first ones, I'll talk to you fine listening folks about a couple of things up top. First of all, I think I'm going to shut down the, the Movember campaign because we did hit our secondary goal. Sweet. The, the day that we were recording Swan. They we knew. Hit it. They so, knew. <laughs> they could just feel it in the air. So I just want to say thank you all so much uh, to everybody who donated to the Movember charity campaign. That was just insane that we were able to reach that goal the first year that we've ever done anything like this. So uh, there's going to be some kind of rewards and everything that's coming out. I'm still kind of working on a few of them. Uh, after we're after this is all finished up, so be on the lookout for that. I'll get in contact with you guys about all that. So I just cannot say enough. Thank you all so much uh, for contributing to something that was so important to me, and just to see it so successful right off the bat was so cool. So thank you all. That's that's all. Also, uh, if you've not let a left rather a five star rate and review on iTunes, and you would still like to do that, please do. You can do that just by swiping down a little bit on the iTunes podcast app. Helps us plug into the podcast app algorithm. I don't really fully understand that, but it's a good way for other people to find out about the show. And if you cannot review it, tell your friends about the show because that's a great way to build the community and build the build the family. So that's it. Let's pour some bourbon. Which one do we, you want to go with? Uh, should we start with the rye? Sure. Because we are reviewing bourbons. Right. I do mean bourbons with an S mm-hmm. at the end there. Um, so I say we start out with Wicked Sensation. Chad, would you like to do the honors? Wicked. Do, your, do that first for yourself? Okay, yeah. cool. Good deal. Uh, as we're doing that, I figure I'll ask you guys, maybe, what have you been drinking recently? Uh, water. I mean, I just recorded the other day. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, I haven't really had anything. So, I'm going to this episode with no warming up whatsoever. <laughs> so. Well, I've been drinking um, a different thing every day because of the advent calendar. Line samples. Yeah, that we've been doing. Um, but other than that, a... Uh, a home blend of 2019 Bookers. Yes. Which, if you're a patron of your show, Perry, yes, they heard what that blend was. Yes, they did. Uh, Do you want to talk about why you did that blend? Yeah. So um, it was our turn with the Beagle Rare. Yes, uh, you added to it last, then it was our turn before we send it on. And Sarah and I agreed that we would like for it to be a little bit nuttier, of course. Mm-hmm. So after trying some. Knob Creek that didn't work out and some other things we started we grabbed for the bookers and we thought well why not just go with 2019 and see how that goes yeah so we made a blend of 2019 bookers that we liked and then we brightened it up with uh something else that I won't (laughs) say and then that blend went into the beagle and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the Beagle landed with Chad and Sarah, mm-hmm. and then it made a short trip back over here. So the Beagle is re-landed yes. <laughs> at my house, and I will be shipping it out to whoever is next. I can't remember off the top of my head. But you said your episode for Beagle Rare will be coming out 
roughly uh, soon. Yes. <laughs> Dependent on time, because, you know, releasing an episode every day is Yes, with your advent calendar. tough. <laughs> so if we can squeeze it in there, we will. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it'll come out eventually. Just If anything else, it'll be beginning of 2020, but Woo. try to get it in 2019. Yeah. Um, I did, you know, we talked about this a little bit <clears throat> last time, but I did record my lending episode. Mm-hmm. On set yep. at its bourbon night, sure did. And um, just want to say thank you again for letting me to do that. Yeah, well, uh, I think that video turned out great. People have really enjoyed it as well. I'm looking forward to doing more of that in the future. Maybe not at your house, but <laughs> <laughs> on on my own and everything. Uh, what have I been drinking recently, Swan? What have I been drinking? Uh, I mean, you have to have water for survival. But yeah. other than I've that, had, I've had plenty of water. I haven't really gotten too deep into anything other than like turkey 101 or i had some jts brown the other night for the first time in a little while that's such a solid bottom yeah. end offering it's a class especially for the price from, from do you guys Hill. find yourself like going through a lot of special pours because it's you know the holidays there's always a reason to have something special and then like you know what i just want some elijah craig regular mm-hmm. elijah craig or yeah. just regular wild turkey 101 totally yeah no okay. I, I do that all the time and then, like, yeah. I have to, I have to remind myself that I don't need to drink special things all the time, you know, because they are so, you know. Well, you don't want to get out of in- touch with the people. <laughs> well, only be drinking those, right. only be living that le life. You want to, you know, take a trip back down to that bottom shelf every now and then. Exactly. I mean, we are nothing if not the commoners. That's right. It is a commonwealth. So. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, keep. Keep it, keep it common in the Commonwealth. <laughs> oh, there's a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you can't drink special every day. I don't know. If I was pressed hard enough, I think I could do some Elijah Craig barrel proof daily. Who man, your poor, your poor esophagus. They're very like esoph- small amounts, but yeah. I can do it. Your esophagus and your weight. Yeah. Oh, it'd come back. And quick. your sanity. I don't need that. <laughs> I'm sleeping under your guest bed. What makes you think I got sanity left? <laughs> yeah, no, we're good. Uh, this uh, this Driftless Glen pick, it's pretty good. I've only smelled it. Oh. I was going to say, it, it kind of smells like a fruit pie. Yeah, that like can't... It smells like that candied fruit that you, people put in like... Yeah. Um, oh, what is it? Like the fruit cakes that fruit you get? Fruit cake? Yeah. yeah, but like before it gets... <laughs> baked into that gross thing before it gets dried out mm-hmm. yeah before they make it into a brick it's that and kind of <clears throat> almost kind of molassesy on the nose too i think i i really think this is a, a pretty excellent it's it, molassesy it, on the uh on the palate yeah i mean at four years old mm-hmm. now do you know the rye content because it's kind of reading is, like it's it, a higher rye 51% rye. Is it really? It is really. Huh. Must be the age. I've, I've kind of had that theory that, you know, higher rye ryes that get older don't have that like, whoa, it's a 95, <laughs> five or, or something. So yeah. like younger 51 ryes, I think, read higher rye. Yeah. If that makes sense. So it's 51% rye, 33% corn, and 16% malt. Mm. Might be that high malt. Yeah. Uh, high malt. It's also 102 proof. Yeah. I, I like it. Oh, that's good. I really do like it. I, yeah, I enjoy it. I've seen this popping up more and more, not around here, but just like on 
social media feeds, and I, I see why. I want to try some more of their stuff, especially knowing that that's a pick. I'd like to try the standard offering and mm-hmm. see what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Does anybody know where Glyphless... Glyphless... Glen. Glyphless Dren? We did record uh, before this for the Patreon community <laughs> our uh, newest series, which is the pregame chats. So if you guys want to go and listen to those... And it did involve some bookers, so... That... Yeah. That was, that was true. Yeah. Um, I, what I was going to say is I do not know where Driftless Glen actually is. But uh, he actually pr- provided some some tasting notes for us as well. Uh, he said, this is a complex and bold but sweet ride that has enough heat to keep you warm on those upcoming cold winter nights. On the nose, you'll find classic rye spices with an undertone of French vanilla. French vanilla. Interesting. Uh, the palate starts with a gentle sweetness but ends slightly dry. Lots of cocoa with a little pepper spice, white pepper, chocolate, and a nice aged maltiness finish it off. Not getting the chocolate, but I get... Everything else. I'm definitely getting the malt. Yes. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I like it. And the the peppery peppery spice for sure. They, uh... Troy and everybody up at the the Speakeasy, they do a great job with picks. I think they've always had spectacular stuff coming out. Swan is working on his uh, typical (laughs) episode suicide blend. Yeah, it's going to be interesting this time around. It's going to be epic. You need a bottle and sell that. (laughs) Swan juice. (laughs) Backwash included. I don't know if that branding is going to help anything, but (laughs) it would be interesting. Swan's Lake? Yeah. Of whiskey? Would it be Kentucky Owl-ish? Would you be just doing blends? Probably. Would you be doing them... Just kind of haphazardly, because Dixon's you be really doing good them about on a train. Things. Would you be doing them on a plane? Would you be doing them with a mouse? Would you be doing them what rhymes with mouse? House, in yeah, a house. I'd be doing them in my house for sure. Yeah. <laughs> would you do it on a boat? Would you do it with no. a goat? Would you be wearing a blouse? I mean, I do that normally. That doesn't rhyme yeah, with true. goat or boat. Chat. It rhymes with house. Yeah. Uh, these are always my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely gonna try to do some blends. Like currently, my only blend that I have is like. This weird four grain conglomeration that I tried to make that was just like, you know, predominant wheat, predominant rye, predominant, you know, corn, and then mix it together to have some weird like mm-hmm. blend. And then the one that's just like the garbage pile of like, I didn't really like this whiskey. I'm just going to dump it into oh, a wild yeah. turkey one on one handle and shove it in the freezer. That'll make good for a bonfire someday. Yeah. Yeah. I got one of the old. I ones. mean, it's lighter fluid. Oh, yeah. No, you can still shoot it. <laughs> in the freezer for a reason yeah shoot it into the fire oh yeah okay well that'll work <laughs> i tell you what I, I i have a theory that you can i mean it's definitely worth trying you can improve something you don't like with some tiki bitters that's my favorite tiki bitters. my favorite bitters tiki interesting yes hmm. yes i'm gonna some, have to put some island spices the in there see i thought about just dumping in like half a bottle of orange liqueur into that giant mm. like you know mess of bourbons that i have Mm because that's just my favorite flavoring is generally some like citrus just seeing where that goes but sure yeah i don't know we'll put it in a big thing and slice some oranges and leave it in the sun bourbon sangria Mm -hmm. yeah bourbon gria i want that (laughs) we can make it happen well should we talk about a little bit of news before we jump into our topic yeah only a couple things that i've got off the top of my head well One's on my phone. The other's off the top of Swan's head, actually. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, you texted us about this the other day. 
Oop. I don't have that good of memory. <laughs> Hit me with that. What are we talking about? It was about legislation. Oh, he still doesn't no. know. That one's just kind of minor. But it's it's something interesting that should be. Yeah, I mean, there. I mean, any time that um, we get a new elected official in Kentucky, they typically take all the commissioners from different different branches. Mine being revenue, and they get you know let go, and they bring in somebody new. So last year we had a vote on some of the stuff that revolved around shipping whiskey, and it was a resounding no, just because you know revenue you get from taxing it multiple different times. They weren't willing to give that up, and. Now they could potentially look at it in a different light. So I'd be okay with shipping whiskey. I'd love to be able to go on those websites and see WLW coming out at 9 p.m. And you're like, refresh, refresh, refresh. (laughs) Click, click, click. You know, like I'd love to be able to do that. That'd be great. Yeah. See, I think that that's something important for us to talk about is that there's the possibility for bourbon to be shipped within Kentucky or back into Kentucky if <laughs> They'll have to be. repropose the bill and do some new writing and call it something new and fancy, but just knowing that the vote could potentially be different now and lean in someone's favor, hopefully ours. So that's cool, you know. I mean I'd be willing to do some lobbying for that, uh, you know. Yeah, me too. Put on your suit. Yep. Swan yeah. put on his feathers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I definitely could fly on down to the Capitol. Yeah. Totally. I mean, especially if, if if there was someone that stepped up and said, I would build a business and have X number of employees that, you know, like a, like a, a Caskers, but in Kentucky. Oh, yeah. So it would Absolutely. be, it, other places would be buying from Kentucky, mm-hmm. you know, and they'd be shipping out. Um, I think they could, they could get behind that, the job creation and the so on and so forth. But yeah, I don't know. You know, honestly, I just wanted to figure it out because the faster we can ship it, the better. Mm-hmm. That'd mm-hmm. be great. Because I, you know, I see all these people post all great mail day, and then they've got like three cool bottles they just ordered, and I'm like, oh man, that's just not happening for me. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, we'll be talking more about whiskey mail later on in the show, but I just thought it was something kind of important to bring up that you know we we've been talking for so long about how great it would be to be able to ship whiskey in and out of Kentucky. Yeah, potential is there yet again. Yeah, thank goodness. This is something cool. It's just a just a little another little teeny tiny thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from wdrb.com. It says there was a bill filed in uh, in Owensboro by a state rep to name bourbon Kentucky State Spirit, mm. which I cannot believe they've not done that. Wasn't a thing before. Now I think our state drink is milk. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but the, I, I didn't know this and, and people ask me this all the time. How many distilleries are there in Kentucky? Mm. Do you know how many there are? No, not exactly. No. 68. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of bourbon. I yeah. mean, I know it is 95% well, plus. Not, so not, I mean, just distilleries, right? Well, yeah. I'm sure they're not all bourbon. Well. If they're not, they probably are planning it. <laughs> yeah. No, that yeah, makes enough. sense. Cause I. You know, I walked downtown Frankfurt for a long time, and they've got that giant, like, pole with all of the, you know, arrows pointing to where it is oh, yeah. from that mm. specific pole. And just looking at that, you're like, there's not that many. I drink, like, <laughs> seven of those. Yeah. Of course, you compare that to, like, before Prohibition, it was in the, what, 200s, oh, yeah. 300 or oh, something yeah. crazy. Like, mm-hmm. every county in Kentucky had a distillery. Mm-hmm. 
What a time to be alive. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway. Yeah. Just a very small little tidbit that that's something that's, cool. that, that's happening moving forward with Kentucky. Let's drink more bourbon. Okay. Can we? Yeah. Yes? Yes. All right. Fine. Um, do you want to try the turkey drop-ins first, or do you want to try the Watson? Doesn't matter. Let's go with the turkey drop. Okay. Because it's in my hand. Um, I'll, Actually, I'll talk about the Watson later on. A little mm-hmm. sizzle. A dumb sizzle. Jeez. I'm off tonight. What's going on, Chad? I don't know, man. Is it the full moon? I think it's Could the be. full moon. I'll just blame it on Mer- Mercury being in retrograde. So I've got a little a little sidebar, if y'all don't care. I would love to hear your sidebar, Chad. And I was thinking about on the way over if I was going to name this podcast or not. And I decided that I'm not. But there is this podcast out there that apparently is pretty popular. And they decided to talk about the difference between bourbon and whiskey. And they got some things wrong. And I don't know about you guys, but hearing people come through your speakers saying wrong information about stuff that you care about just really gets gets you. Yeah, for us, it's articles. We've read a few. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Off on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah let's let's talk about this. Uh, I mean, they, it's not... Well, Can okay. You, okay, I'll, I'll bleep <sighs> it out. What podcast was it? It's a uh, podcast. Oh, okay. Those so, old sons of guns. <laughs> so apparently they went and did their research and then reported back their research. But some of their research was wrong. Okay. Let's talk about what was wrong. Well, they said that um, it has to, you know, that it. they got it right about, has to come off the still at 160 or less. But then they're like, I think it's 140 that it goes into the barrel. Um, 140. And then, yeah, so that's wrong. And then they said, basically, for it to be bourbon, it has to be in for four years. They didn't say bottled and bond at all. They were just like, they were like, you know, straight bourbon, it's two years. Um, I think that might have been, I don't know. I'd have to listen to it again and like write down all the offenses. They were like... But it doesn't have to come from Kentucky. Did you know that? And one guy was like, yeah, I knew that. He was like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, That's annoying. But yeah, they said the four-year thing. They didn't bring up the has to be bottled at, uh, at least 80 proof. They didn't bring that up. Then they started talking about Jack Daniel. <laughs> and, and Jim Bean. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack Daniel um, uh. is... Is the only one who used this process called the Lincoln County process? Like, no, wrong, wrong. Um, and that you know, I don't know. It, uh, just, it was just, it was just wrong. Sounds like a lot of we're eighty five percent there. Yeah, it was like <laughs> majority of what you're saying is right. Drinking bourbon while doing research on <laughs> bourbon. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like if that's gonna be your because this apparently this podcast is pretty successful. Uh, if that's going to be like your livelihood, then put in the research and remember it and write it down. This this sounds like a bad game of telephone. Yeah. From when you're a kid. Or like get an expert to come on. Yeah. So when you have those questions, like I think it was I think it was 140. Like no, actually it's 125. You're just mad that they didn't ask you. Uh, yeah, I am. I'm pretty <laughs> mad. <about> it. <laughs> I think what you're yeah I I get what you're getting at. Because, you know, we, we run into so much misinformation 
um, about bourbon out there in the world. And to hear someone perpetuating false facts, it's just like, mm-hmm. well, you're just adding to the problem, you know? Yeah. And I think that, you know, we, we talk so much about trying to bring new people into the field of drinking bourbon. If we start them off on the wrong foot, that's a lot more work mm-hmm. <laughs> to, you know, yeah. have to try to rehash old stuff and yeah, you know, try to recorrect their path. So, yeah, I agree with you. Maybe somebody who did know something more about it should yeah. have come on. I mean, like, it, the... the, the basics of bourbon the abcs of bourbon it's stuff that we can all rattle off Mm -hmm. or at least the difference between bourbon and whiskey yeah and so it doesn't take two minutes to search bourbon experts or bourbon historians and have people like fred minnick come up and Mm -hmm. and chuck cowdery and michael veach and peggy no stevens i mean there's just a, a slew of people out there that they could have reached out to to ask questions of and try to get like, more information. Just see if they could fact check them. Like, here's, this is our sure. script. This is what we're working from. Sure. Is there anything wrong in there? You know? But also some of the stuff was just kind of how they phrased it. Like, they said, you know, um, they said, rye whiskey has to be 51% rye. Bourbon has to be 51% corn. It's like, someone could think it has to be exactly 51%. Yeah. No, it has to be at mm-hmm. least 51 for that. And it's, yeah. And then at the, at the end, it's like, yeah, I was I was drinking bourbon the other night. How'd you uh, how'd you drink it? I just had it on the rocks. And they're like, is it, is there any other way to drink it? And the other guy was like, well, I mean, like, I guess you could also do it with Coke. It's like, yeah, but it's already so sweet. I didn't want to do that. Huh? So it's like on the rocks or with Coke. Those are the two. It's like, <laughs> but I get it. It's not their thing. But my whole thing is, if your podcast is going to be about explaining a thing. It needs to be in depth. It, it needs, needs to be, be you need to know. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. So no hate to him. <clears throat> just saying. So I'm looking this up right now. This is a this is a fifteen minute episode? Yeah, it's called like their I might or... I might have to I might have to bleep out more of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll I'll give it a listen. If anybody's interested in finding out what this actually was shoot us a message and we'll yeah i just don't want we'll to you know. put them on blast that's not no, really, i don't i don't either it's never it, been my style it's just unfortunate that now we're having you are having to listen to kind of the same thing of avoid this bourbon at all costs uh, <laughs> yeah. which i saw for whatever reason i saw that uh that screen cap oh the thumbnail the thumbnail again and it just always it always makes me laugh <laughs> And because we put that in quotations in the title, that's that's like one of our highest viewed live episodes. Of course it is. Of course it is. They're like, oh, what are they? Whoa, avoid what at all costs? I better find out. It's such a clickbaity thing, but we were just like, you know, we quoted it because that was their title. Avoid this. Avoid this bourbon at all costs. Film at eleven. <laughs> find out. Find out what it is later. You know, whatever. Exclusive interview with Master Distiller. For yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you want to talk about happier things now? Yeah. This bourbon's pretty good. This Russell's pick is quite good, mm-hmm. I believe. Swan, thoughts? I'm a big fan of the nose. I need to get into the palate a little more. Swan likes the beak. Mm-hmm. It's a good beak. Beak, tongue. Giblet? Mm. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Swans don't have giblets, do they? 
I think you're thinking gullet. Gullet. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. In price. The last one's still price. (laughs) It's good. The heat lasts a good while with this. It really sits on your tongue. But all the flavoring's good. Let's read a little bit more about this, shall we? Yeah, I want to see what his tasting notes are for this. Uh, It said a nearly 10-year-old pick. It was nine years, 10 months from uh, Camp Nelson Warehouse F. So another Camp Nelson pick. This full-bodied bourbon offers floral, vanilla, light oak, fruit, and spicy notes on the nose. Uh, The palate features heavy caramel, vanilla, and light pepper. Finally, the light oak and peppery finish is a long one. I'm actually getting some more kind of citrus notes on the finish. Mm -hmm. I'm really getting some, like, strong orange vitamin c i was gonna say orange too yeah i feel invigorated more orange than um than than like lemon yeah Yeah, absolutely Mm -hmm. i'm just taken back by the exceptional mouthfeel it's definitely (laughs) there that just coats my entire mouth well the spice definitely creeps over the whole mouth yeah yeah for sure it's not i mean it's not particularly like oily but that Mm-mm. spice gets in every nook and cranny. It's kind of yeah, and I think there's a little bit of a creaminess to the the mouthfeel as well. It's kind of a light cream, light yeah, mm-hmm. maybe like a two percent milk, two percent kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some frothed two percent milk Froth. for sure. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, <laughs> you know, yum. Hey, there's the name of your bourbon, Swan's Froth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, not. No. Not a good one? No. You know what? I don't know. <laughs> we Thank may God. not. I think you do know, Swan. Sleep, sleep on it. <laughs> it's a way homer. Yeah. Guys, we are two weeks away from Christmas. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know where he was going with that. Well, it's not. Well, I was on pins and needles. Do your math, Chad. Yeah. I mean, we are bourbon drinkers, not yeah. mathematicians. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, but there is nothing better. To get your significant other or your father-in-law or your best friend for Christmas or the holiday season, then the trip of a lifetime to the Bluegrass State to experience bourbon in its home county. Country? State. State. Commonwealth. Oh, boy. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> it's all fake. Borders are fake. No, yeah. I'm <laughs> Anyway, you can do that with distilled experiences, with which is... It's a Commonwealth, Kentucky. It Kentucky. Is the, it's, it a is common, com- it's a Commonwealth. Right. Okay, you can do it in the Commonwealth. Yeah, I'm okay, sorry. There you go. Go yes, ahead. Thank you. Uh, distilled Experiences is the premier tour group out of Lexington, Kentucky, founded by Nate Taylor, uh, who has an absolute passion for the bourbon industry and Kentucky, the Commonwealth, not the state. <laughs> Why do we call it the Bluegrass State if it's the Commonwealth? It's a blue, blue Commonwealth grass? Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Nah whatever um anyway <laughs> i it is a really fantastic group uh, i have the great fortune of working with uh with with distilled experiences i almost had bluegrass distillers for some reason that's definitely wrong uh with distilled experiences um <laughs> sorry what do you think we're sponsored by seven up fanta <laughs> No, we're sponsored by Distilled Experiences. You can find your experience at distilledexperiences.com, where you can select one of two public tours that happen every Friday and Saturday out of the week, Uh, and you can use the code MYBOURBONPODCAST to get 10% off uh, on those public tours, but you can also book things like uh, private tours. There is the opportunity in the next year to even travel internationally, so if that's something that interests you, 
You can find out more at distilledexperiences.com, as well as at distilledexperiences on all social media. Anyway, back to the show. We never left the show. Oh, jeez. It's been here all along. Yeah, no, we're still here. All right, fine. So as we bring 2019 to a close and we try to avoid Swan's froth. Oh. Put a lot of work into it, Perry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. A lot of blood, sweat, and feathers. Feathers. (laughs) Feathers. I always say you're you're a good feather. You're a good feather, Swan. You're a good feather. It's another fill in your... Never mind. For he's a jolly good feather. (laughs) That's his intro song. Uh, Okay, reset. Uh. In 2020, we will bring you more swan puns. Guaranteed at least 75% more swan puns. And we're going to cut your taxes. Bourbon, Texas. There you go. Your bourbon, Texas. Yes, your bourbon, Texas. I wish, man. That'd be great. Yeah. You would know. Yeah, I would. I buy a lot <laughs> that of bourbon. sounded so aggressive. I'm yeah. sorry. You would. <laughs> you would know. <laughs> uh, anyway. So as we bring 2019 to a close, I figure that mm-hmm. we would uh, kind of look back a little bit on some of our best bourbon and whiskey memories mm-hmm. and moments of 2019. I've got one in particular that stands out to me. All right, this is your only one? Yeah, the, well, this is the main one. The look on Peggy No Stevens' face when we pulled out some Michter's Tin at your live event. Oh, my gosh. It was so funny. It's not her bourbon. No. We had Andrea right there, and she still just lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> she was just like, I need to pour that. <laughs> and just to see like somebody who's, you know, that's not their brand be so happy about something it was just insane i loved it can i can i just kind of umbrella that whole event yeah because that that was was fun the fact that that came together just blew me away because i'd never organized anything like that before i mean or just anything in general i I, look i you don't understand (laughs) i can barely get dressed in the morning yeah um but i mean like i've done You know, live gigs with music before, I've, you know, organized, like, just trying to get to a venue and telling everybody that they need to be at that venue, but, I mean, I was juggling so many people's different schedules, selling tickets, providing tickets for people who, you know, I felt, you know, didn't have to pay for it, but, like, just all these little moving parts of it, I'm just happy that it even... <laughs> was slightly successful <laughs> by the end of it and that we no, could all kind of loved it and that we could all kind of stop and go this is a really good time yeah i had a lot of fun with this and that was the first meetup we ever did with yeah. the show i mean got to meet so many different people that we'd only ever chatted with online and then you know from there on out it was just like Oh, we talk to each other every day now. <laughs> I mean, that's in no small part to our very active Facebook group chat. Yeah. No, it was but, it was interesting. I went from like I talk into a mic and a X amount of people listen to it, I think. And then we go to the event and I'm sitting next to somebody from Tennessee and someone from New York and I'm like, You guys like listen to this every week? It just goes to your phone? It just downloads? Yeah. 
But uh, I don't know. It was interesting. It just put a lot of stuff in perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, a nice moment to feel like you're not just screaming into the void. I would I say. I do that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> just open your window at 3 a.m. and just honks. Honk. <laughs> I mean, we've already addressed. I'm underneath your oh! desk bed. So. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You thought it was the dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's what your dogs are always barking at. <laughs> that's what at. they're barking at. Yeah. It's the swan under my bed. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe that could be one of your expressions, is swan, the swan under my bed. Oh, my God. <laughs> you have an interesting lineup. Yeah. <laughs> froth under the bed. <laughs> oh, no. Nocturnal frothing. <laughs> Chad, you had a, a pretty big memory or moment happen to you this year. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> that was bourbon, semi-bourbon related. Well, I got married this year. There, there we go. But, I mean, that, I, I kind of put that outside of just a bourbon moment. Yeah, but uh, let's... <laughs> there was a bourbon bar. There was... Swan knows that very well. Yeah. Yeah. But bourbon was something that not only brought you and Sarah together, but mm-hmm. it kind of helped solidify the relationship. Yeah, and, no, absolutely. You know, yeah, so no, yeah, that's... I'm, I'm, I'm marking this as an absolute win. No, totally. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, no, it was a win. Uh, win, win, win. Um. Yeah. No. That's def- that's definitely number one. I would hope so. Yeah. No bones about it. <laughs> <laughs> no bones about it. Uh. Yeah. To curate our own bourbon bar. That was that was great. That's really cool. Yeah. Um. We went on our first ever completely it's bourbon night barrel pick, and we've been on barrel picks before that we've been a part of, but never did it have just our name on it. Sure. So that was awesome. Um. We've had meetups before, but we had our biggest one this year, the Here for the Booze, uh, which happened around Halloween. Oh, that was... Yeah. I didn't get to directly participate in much of that, but just kind Both of Both of you were there for, for, for moments of it, yeah. Yeah. Seeing that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, goodness gracious. The, the people that you had come from all over, yeah. not just the country, but... Yeah, no kidding. I mean, there was there was some there were some plane rides um, involved with that for you and Sarah. We didn't fly in a plane anywhere. No, no, no. I mean, they flew here for you. Oh, guys. okay. <laughs> it's like, no, Perry. We drove to Frankfurt. Ah, never mind. <laughs> no, but it was great. Shortest plane ride ever. Yeah. Uh, here for the booze because it kicked off with the Buffalo Trace Ghost Tour, which we'd never done before, which is really cool. Um, and uh, yeah. Uh, Bargetown and Bargetown Bourbon Company and the, the different distilleries we went to and Mamie's Kitchen with pies. <laughs> oh, man, the pies. We also did that uh, live blind tasting. Yes. Our, cool. our first ever audience That's right. participation flight fight. Yep. Um, that happened at the... Um, uh, oh, Ruby Mansion. Yes, Ruby Mansion. Thank you. It was, mm-hmm. it was escaping me there for a second. Yeah, the Ruby Mansion. Um. <laughs> Yeah, lots of, you know, and of course we had subscriber milestones throughout that and channels channels doing good. 2019 was good. It was a good year. Yeah. I can I definitely concur with that. Mm-hmm. As I and it, it it's something that I said last year too. But just seeing relationships grow and seeing new ones start I think that's really kind of my favorite part of every year is just 
you know, what, what are the, the new experiences that I get to share mm-hmm. with other bourbon drinkers, with other like-minded individuals? And I, I feel like I've just, I've made so many friends over the past year. Is that, is that okay to say? It feels, yeah, but it, it feels like good relationships have been. Yeah, no, built. totally. And it's also cool because you see other people becoming friends because yes. of, because of the thing that you do. Yeah. And that's really like humbling and awesome to see. Like when people take their conversation and, and, and start just talking back and forth with each other, um, you know, still in the group also, but like, People talk like, "Are you going to this event?" Yeah, and and they mm-hmm. and they start talking, and then when they get there and meet in person, they already know each other, mm-hmm. and and maybe they have plans to go off and do something, and it's like, those are now new friends. Yeah, <laughs> the the big ones that stand out for me in that regard, and you're probably gonna agree with me, uh, Ian and Monica. Ian, Monica, and uh, Dustin all kind of do things yeah. now together, and mm-hmm. then um, Todd Cooper. And Joseph Brazo came down simultaneously. Yeah, they came. They came here. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was crazy. It was cool. <laughs> they came. Yeah, they came to came to the set too. So oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun. It's definitely the overlap between the two programs is cool. Mm-hmm. Just seeing the amount of people that listen and watch both come in simultaneously. I really enjoyed that with with us. This year too, between mm-hmm. this bourbon night and this my bourbon podcast, yeah. is kind of the the synergy that we've been able to work with. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it it was it was funny. I think this was this was maybe the the first year that I hopped on one of your live streams. Maybe it was twenty eighteen. Yeah, I'm not sure. I feel like it had to be eighteen. I think it probably was. Yeah, the first but, episode you did was the two twenty fifth. Of the um, of an uncorking, correct? Yeah, I'm right. Uncorking. But the first time that I came on a live stream, mm-hmm. I think that was in 2018. But I just remember somebody yeah. saying, "You know, it's nice to see Perry out of the out of the comments and in the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah on the actual set." And mm-hmm. I was like, "That that is a pretty cool moment." Mm-hmm. That, you yeah, know, for sure. Things things started to you know yeah overlap with us, and then I mean, you guys have been on countless times now mm-hmm. on the podcast and the, the those are always so well received and i'm not trying to you know talk about numbers too much or anything but people You're just, just buttering my bread <laughs> i thought it was a biscuit but oh, okay well yeah all right country biscuit country but ham bread's good too i like bread yeah someone likes bread people give it to him in the park even, even when he doesn't ask for it just throw it at him mm-hmm. yeah but i i, I just it's nice to know that you know we we exist in the same space, literally within Lexington. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and can work well together. I think that's always been a really cool part of our relationship. Yeah, between yeah. Our, our two different shows. You know, and and Lexington isn't a huge huge city, so it's actually really cool that. Oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, a podcast and a YouTube channel, both here and can collaborate. Can collaborate, and, yeah, yep, yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, before we get too much further, uh, we did pour this uh, this other Russell's pick that is named in honor of John Watson, who is a listener of the show and also the uh, 
uh, a, a member of the Speakeasy Wisconsin. Um, oh, information about it. Like I said, it's a nine and a half year old, nacho filtered Camp Nelson Warehouse A Russells. Uh, we we haven't really talked about the the notes that we're getting on these. What are you guys feeling? This one's got a little bit more of a honey esque flavor going on. Mm-hmm. It's definitely lighter than the last one. The last one was deep, dark, and kind of rich. Uh-huh. This one's a little brighter. So the kind of that brighter that you talked about wanting to add yep. to the Beagle Rare. Yep. Something like this would have. I agree. It's got it's well. got a little bit of citrus and the honey that you said, and kind of like a tea note. And the tea notes, what I'm I'm noticing the most, mm-hmm. especially into the finish. I, I like to finish a lot. I think it, I think it's really smooth, very drinkable, very good. I don't know which one I would actually prefer. I don't really either. I think I'd be in the mood mm-hmm. for one of these at different times. Like I think I'd, mm-hmm. I'd like to have both of them and switch back and forth depending on what I want. Yeah, I totally agree. The first one's definitely more of like a winter, and the this one's like in the summer. I could see myself wanting this a little more. Oh, winter, winter. I, th- I thought you said winter. Winner, yeah, that too. Uh, this is a winner. The other one's winners. There's no losers in this. First or last. Yeah. Winter versus summer bourbon. I got you. Now. Uh, well, I was just gonna say this. This one has, I think it maybe has more of a spice to it. It's more of a pepper kind of. It might. Peppery uh, clove spice to it. It's good. Yeah. They're both good. Yeah, I like them both quite a bit. I like Russells. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're 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 pretty all right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It says the nose offers notes of sweet oak, caramel, berries, and mint. I see the mint. Um, Overall, here we go. A soft and easy drinker for 110 proof. Uh Uh, The palate follows the nose with rich notes of vanilla, caramel, oak, and orange that transition rather to light amount of pepper and rice spice. Hmm. The finish is medium length that will leave you with just enough Kentucky hug for these cool fall nights. I don't know about medium. I would say it's longer than that. Yeah. Uh, this was a unanimous choice by the selection crew that we hope you enjoy as well. The barrel yield was 144 bottles. Oh, if only. <laughs> <laughs> we had a really low yield on our barrel pick. How much That's was sad. in? How, how, what was the proof when you guys got it straight out of the barrel? Do you remember? I can't. They, none of them were much north of 120. I think it might have been around, I think they had to add a gallon of water. So I think it was around 122, 123, something like that. Those are those are always Yeah. I, I my feel favorites. safer with those because you can just add like a little uh bottle caps worth of water. Maybe. Maybe or even half of that. Yeah. And be like, yeah, this if anything, I proofed it down too much. Yeah, too much. But <laughs> um the ones that are like I've been on picks where, you know, you've had a, a one thirty one and people are like, oh, we should get this is the barrel. This is the barrel. I'm like, oh, but it's gonna you're going to so go down 11 points. Yeah. You just don't know. Like, yes, if you could bottle this at barrel proof, I would agree, but that's risky. And, and, and then there's always someone in the group who's like, I brought my hydrometer, or, you know, I brought my alcoholometer. Do we have time? And then they're always like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do not. I mean, I wish. Nerd. Yeah, nerd. I wish you could. Yeah. Too. But no. <laughs> no, I, I I agree with you. I think it's a lot safer in yeah. that case to go with, not necessarily with what's closest, but 
Mm-hmm. You know, what's closest and tastes best. Yeah, you got to kind of, there's a lot of things you got to take into consideration. The the fill level of the barrel, like, well, we picked that one, it's not very full, or, you know, this one's really high proof, so it's going to add a lot of water. Good for bottle count, but bad for knowing exactly what it's going to taste like. Like, there's a there's a lot of factors. For more on what it's like to go on a barrel pick. Hey, there's a video for that. YouTube.com slash it's bourbon night. Yeah. That's right. Scroll down a little bit, but it's there. It's there. I provide some wonderful tasting notes in that video. Yeah, what do you say? I say it's a lot of interesting things. Yeah, it's a lot of interesting things. And then you cut, cut. away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I always knew. I always knew that that was done intentionally. And then I hiccup later in the video. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> well, that's because we had 30, what? Oh, my 36 God. different bourbons. Let's see. Basically was, that day. It was it was three, two, and one, right? So each well, that's, three... That's how many we pick. Each three gets three. Yes. Or each one gets three. Yes. So that's nine. Then that's 15. It was, yeah, it was 18. 18. 18 times two when you have the one that's proofed down in the back. So that's 36. So 36 glasses of whiskey in front of you. Remember you guys messaging me like, we're going to do a lot of barrel picks today. And I was just like, have fun. And then I was like, "How was it?" <laughs> Got nothing. Because <laughs> I was in, I was, I was between a bourbon coma and a Wendy's coma. I thought I texted that. back. I should have been I probably did. It's just incoherent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was gravel. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> no, that what was a day. that was fun. So if you want to hear me hiccup and <laughs> provide some, it's a lot some of real- interesting things. <laughs> don't even let you finish things <laughs> oh man that would have been worse <laughs> it's a lot of <laughs> i'm sorry sidebar there about <laughs> me looking dumb about picks what about other uh, uh fun whiskey memories of what? 2019 what's some of the favorite stuff you guys found this year that we found this year i'll tell you the the surprise of 2019 and i no, you can attest to this because I blinded you with it. And oh, yes. Is the Rebel Yell 100 proof. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Now, that episode has has not come out yet. That's a Patreon podcast, the Drink More Bourbon podcast, um, because December happened, and we were releasing an episode every every day, but that, that will come out. That's one. Yours, yours is out. But um, yeah, Rebel Yell 100, $20 weeder of 100 proof. Uh, doesn't from, drink like a weeder. Doesn't drink like a weeder. Doesn't drink like a hundred proof. Doesn't drink no. like a twenty dollar. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, and I'm glad it's finally now in Lexington. <laughs> yeah, it took a long. It took, it took like a, six months. It took a long time. Yeah, yeah. My big surprise was a, and I think it was because I had low expectations of it. Little book chapter three. Oh. And I know that you know this was the first time that there was all bourbon blended with it and you know probably should have expected that it was going to be really good anyway but man it just it blew me away from that first sip i mean when i first cracked it open i think i even just sniffed it right off the bottle i was like (laughs) (laughs) it's got an impressive lineup of what is in it yeah yeah have you had it yet i've had it we have not cracked our bottle in fact we might do that on sunday's live Okay. Because there's some bottles we got to get open for continuing our, our best of 2019 contention. <laughs> you got a lot of work to do in Amongst a couple of weeks. Amongst everything else. <laughs> Stag Jr. Yeah, Stag Jr. Yeah. <sighs> um, I'd like to find that Stag Jr. from this year. 
I think some of the things that surprised me this year were the Maker's RC6 yes. was surprising, and then also the Four Roses Small Batch Select. Yeah, there you go. Those yes. are two things that came out this year that were... Agreed. Don't love the price of that, but I love the taste. Of the Small Batch Select? Mm-hmm. Like 53 bucks. Yeah, it's a little unfair. I think it needs to be in rare breed territory. I agree. Yeah, because it's kind of, I mean, Four Roses has never been like, we love our hazmat stuff. You know, it <laughs> never gets above like no. 150. Okay, hold on. Let, let's let's talk about this. When when you say in the rare breed territory, do you mean price or proof? Price. price. I would argue that it is in the rare breed territory. No, it's still mm. like 45. I mean, it's gone up, but it's still like 45, right? Yeah, but that's not... That's only, I mean, if we're talking $53 MSRP, that's only $8, so. (laughs) Well, I feel like if it lived in the 40s, it would, I don't know, just something about it would just be a little bit more acceptable. It's the $50 mark. Yeah, it's crossing that 50 threshold. But but even still, I don't, I I think I'm just as willing to pick up Small Batch Select right now as I am Rare Breed. I mean, it's good. Quite honestly. I love it. 104 proof, non-chill filtered, six Mm -hmm. recipes, um... Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, yeah, I wish the proof was you know a little higher, of course, but one of four is good. Yeah, it is. It's good. Nothing wrong with it. I'm not going to complain about it. I I really that really was one of the ones that just blew me away. It's weird. It gets a, it, it it gets some hate online though. Like, well, why would I pay fifty three dollars for that when I can get a, a single barrel pick? You know, and it's like you're always going to get that. Why okay. would I get fine? Knob Creek 25th when I can get a pick for $45. It's amazing. It's like, yes, you can. Okay. In that vein, how do you feel about the the new Baker's single barrel mm-hmm. being $60 at 107 proof and eight years old? I have not had it, Perry. Hold on. Let me wash my Glen Karen. I forgot to say America when I popped this. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, I haven't. I love, 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 love the 13 year. I know you do. Yeah. But but the, the, the argument is, how do you feel about it being $60 when you can get a Knob Creek, at least nine-year-old pick at 120 proof well, for 45 Apples and oranges, they, they're from the same distillery, but they are different expressions, and they bring different things. And, you know, this is before sure. I've had it, but, you know, they're different expressions. They're made mm-hmm. to, to serve different purposes. Swan? So, Swan said no. So it's, it's 60 It's $60? Yes. Okay. So roughly. Roughly. So that's about 10 to $15 more than the small batch. Of the same age of the same proof, that doesn't seem outrageous to go from a single or a small batch to a single barrel and raising it ten to fifteen dollars. Right, but I'm not necessarily talking about this, the the. Yeah, I'm just working baby. through it. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm working through my emotions. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> my emotions. Yeah. It's got a good nose. It has really changed since the last time I had it. Smell that swan. Tell me what you think. Mm. And it doesn't, and it doesn't taste like a Knob Creek that that you get. That nose is all butterscotch to me. Oh, I'm I'm getting like buttered waffles, buttered with maple syrup. Mm-hmm. I can see the butterscotch on there though. Oh, it's got a great finish. Hangs around. 
It goes nutty. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess it's not too dissimilar from some Knob Creek picks that I've had, but from your standard Knob Creek offering, this is it's an you know it's a different expression. It's a it's a different taste, different flavor profile. I like it. So to kind of tie in the Four Roses, and let's also tie in the Weller Foolproof this year. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you guys feel like that? There's some distilleries that are like, well, we can't charge more for what's currently on the shelf, so we're going to make a new agree. expression. Com- yes, I have said, twenty bucks. Yes, mm-hmm. I have said that about the Weller line before. Yeah, we, we can't raise the price of the original three, so let's come out with CYPB. Let's come out with foolproof. Yeah, totally. So, do you feel like that's what this is doing? This seven-year Baker single barrel? I no, because I don't think that Baker's was all that good of a seller in the first place. I agree. I, I feel like. They're trying to get it out of the shadow of Booker's. Yes. And I also feel like, and this is completely conjecture because I don't have sales figures, but I feel like maybe the Basil Hayden experiments haven't been doing so great. I know they haven't been received well by bourbon drinkers. Well, (laughs) you almost said you and Sarah. To be fair, (laughs) this is the first time I've seen one of their finished products sit on the shelves. Like the dark rye, gone. Two by two rye, gone. The regular rye, gone. Why? But then the Caribbean cast came out and it's just, I like, I still see it around. It's Mm. still hanging out. I've seen a lot of the 10 year recently too. Yeah. Oh, that 10 year was disappointing. But you know, it's 80 proof. (laughs) It's not for us. No, it's not. It's for people who don't get out of 80 proof land and are probably still putting it on the rocks. So here's, I, I, I don't disagree that it's, you know, trying to get it out of the shadow. I definitely don't. And, and when we're talking about, you know, the new expression and everything, I don't think that this is going to be looked at by the average consumer as a new expression because it's a completely different bottle style, right? So if we look at the... The, the, well, okay, so it's not necessarily a small batch collection product anymore. But if they are trying to differentiate it from everything else in Jim Beam's lineup, the only thing they really had to do was change the bottle shape, which they did drastically. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it. yeah, if they're trying to get it out from underneath that shadow revamp it a little bit mm-hmm. and i mean you can introduce it in a new way but i mean baker's i don't think falls under that category of you know we're trying to capitalize on the popularity of it no but they're also they they were doing everything else with the other four or the, sorry the other three in the small batch collection every year there's four different bookers they're doing crazy things with uh, basil hayden's they did the quarter oak with the Knob Creek, and now they're starting to do that. So why not mess with Bakers? Sure, you know, um, it probably. I mean, it probably. I don't know this, but it probably doesn't cost them any more to do a single barrel than a small batch, right? Harder for consistency, I guess. But hey, we can put it in a different bottle that hope that probably doesn't cost them any more, and maybe, we can maybe. slap a new label on it raise it $15 and start making more money out of it. And hopefully this might get it to catch on. It's kind of a no brainer. It's like, we're doing everything to the other three in that line. Let's, why wouldn't we do it to Baker's also just from a business standpoint, it makes sense. So that's, yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely agree. And I mean, the, the Basil Hayden's, the experiments they were doing and they're not catching on like I thought they would. And on top of it, I'm not a huge fan of it. And uh, it's 
they're they're price wise not really that insane. You know, I mean, mm-hmm, you find yeah. them, they're like under sixty ish usually. Yeah. And then they came out with the Baker's thirteen again from a business standpoint, hundred and you know what was it, hundred and ten something like that. Ninety nine. Yeah. So I mean, it's that it's a good way for them to make extra money and put out a good product because that. 13-year-old Bakers, I thought, was better than a lot of the 13-year-olds uh, Knob Creek picks that they've been putting out. I agree. Chad, let me let me ask you this, because this is something that I've been thinking about a lot recently. When does the, the, the price and the proof in regards to each other become irrelevant based on the quality of the product? Is there a number for, for you, or do you just kind of just disregard what the what the proof is if it's a good quality product oh yeah i mean yeah i i say that i like higher proofs but if something comes along that's lower proof that's amazing then then there it is you know yeah um so yeah so yeah i i i try not to put prejudice on lower proof (laughs) you know um trying to think of an example uh kevin williams single barrel Evan Williams Single Barrel, sure. That's a great example. Yeah. 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 Uh, Consistently good product. Regular Elijah Craig at 94 proof. And there's some Mm -hmm. really good picks of those Mm -hmm. also. Yeah. That you're just like, wow, that's amazing. It's 94 proof. (laughs) Who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Um, So, yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. My, I think the big reason that I ask that, and I know we're getting way way off topic from <laughs> this year in review well i love how they just organically like they show themselves yeah the topics but <laughs> this year's stag mm-hmm. came in at 116.9 proof right and so many people before even trying it started to naysay and go well yeah. it's i can't believe that they're making stag <laughs> lower than well, 120 i mean i think with stag particularly it's Stag, a stag will buck you, right? Stag, kick, <laughs> stag kicks. Yeah. Stag is, you know, there's hazmat. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of hazmats out there. Stag's one of them. You know, Elijah Craig is is one of them. So when you have a low stag, it's like, hey, that's not your shtick. Your shtick is your high sure. proof and you kick. So what's what's this about? So I, I I get it. I don't approve of it. I think you shouldn't pass judgment until you try something yeah and i've i've had the stag junior this year and it's great Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like when it's there it's there when you know you know this also and i'll I'll stop interviewing you here in a second but this is (laughs) i like it this is the other thing that i've been thinking about a lot recently too swan you can definitely weigh in on this as well are hazmat bourbons or whiskeys a thing of the past oh i hope not I I hope not, but it seems a little ridiculous when I'm so happy with 120 proof and like some of the foolproof offerings because I don't know the 115 or 114 that they put out on the Weller plenty of heat for me most of the time the 120 on the Knob Creek stuff it's plenty of heat if you put out 140 plus I'm gonna hunt it down I mean but so is everyone else yeah I mean I I don't own a hazmat proof. The closest thing I have is an Elijah Craig pirate bottle yeah. barrel proof that's 139.4. And that that's pretty pretty damn close. Is that the one that you cracked with um what's his name with from uh, <laughs> Yeah, Ming Chen from yeah. Comic Book Man. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It was the first day I met you. That's right. It was weird. Oh. Sorry, anyway. 
Yeah, yeah. This is just Perry and Chad reminiscing. <laughs> that was our first, uh, you know, like, celebrity uncorking. Yeah. I guess also our last. Your only one? Yeah. It was cool. <laughs> took took advantage of a situation. Uh, he's into bourbon and, you know, and that show lasted like seven, six, seven seasons. Mm-hmm. Um I don't, you know, it usually came on at like midnight, so I don't know how, <laughs> but obviously what the it was popular. Was like, yeah. yeah, popular enough. Um, he was a cool dude, and and I actually brought a couple. I don't remember what my other ones were, but I was like, this is what I brought. And he was like, oh, I, I don't think I've had that before. So I'm like, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> we drank and eat. None of us were like breathing fire. So he was obviously legit, you yeah. know, legit bourbon drinker. And it also speaks to the quality of Elijah Craig. Barrel oh, proof. absolutely. It can be 139.4. You're not like running for the, for the hills. But if you get like <laughs> a young or like not unexperienced bourbon that's 100 proof, you can be like this, my mouth is on fire. Yeah. And that, Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just pictured you trying to hazmat and just <laughs> dropping everything and just running away. <laughs> and we just never see you. I again. regret everything. <laughs> <laughs> that image was just so funny to me. Right. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, luckily I didn't. <laughs> it's just Sarah has to take over the channel, and she's like, "It's Bourbon Night. I'm Sarah. Chad's gone. <laughs> Chad ran away. He ran for the hills, literally. But I'm I don't sorry. know. To answer your question, I, I mean, there hasn't been one in recent years, but I think someone should do it. Just for like that hunt ability, you know? Yeah. Because I think the most recent one was the, they did a William Heavenhill release that was up there. I think it was like right at 140 point something. Mm, yeah. But uh, no, there's no, there's no hunting that down for Were me. you and I just talking about this? Yeah. Oh, shoot. But no, I mean, I would love to have as much hazmat as possible. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be great. I mean, it's kind of. I thought I asked somebody else this question. I'm sorry. No, you're you're perfectly fine. I'm also sorry, listeners. I, I apologize for repeating content. <laughs> I, I think honestly, now anything over 130 is getting a hazmat territory because a lot of these newer distilleries, like yeah. let's look at this. We got the Peerless Bourbon they just put out, 108 barrel proof. That's used, you know, comparatively super low. Yeah. Um. So you know, Elijah Craig and Stag in previous years being the hazmat at like 130 plus. That seems like it's the new hazmat territory. Sure. Agreed. Not legally hazmat, but kind of rare. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, low low barrel proof entry is is a I don't think you should call it a fad, but it's a thing that's being adopted more. People's yeah, really seem to be hopping on that train. You know, Mictors does that. Um peerless. Yeah. Retain flavor, that's cool, but you know, a lot of people just like that. That high, high proof. They don't mm-hmm. mind the bite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the flavor, that's bite. all right, but I want it to hurt me. I want it. I want to cry. I want to feel it in my bones. Now I know why I remembered <laughs> having this conversation. I had somebody come over yesterday, and I thought I was asking them about it, but it was really just me editing this week's episode and listening oh. to us talk about this. He was talking to the wall for 20 minutes. realized he wasn't <laughs> talking to anybody. It was the computer. <laughs> Hmm. Ask a question. 30 minutes of silence. I agree. <laughs> Whew, the bourbon works. He was he had one channel muted. He was only listening to one mic. <laughs> Thought he was having a conversation with somebody. As you I to kind of 
hop back on on topic here. Why bother? <laughs> Why start My, now? Who's to say? I think, and and it's it's funny because, and I'm not, I'm not trying to like just narrow it down to one person, but so many of my favorite memories this year have come from Dixon Deadman. And it, it, whether it was, you know, getting to go and talk with him about Beagle Rare and then presenting that bottle of Batch 9 to, to Matt or, you know, Whiskey Weekend with the podcast or, you know, just me and Dixon just getting to be friends now, which is a very strange thing to like <laughs> say out loud. Yeah. And I know that he would say, shut up. But just like, again, it's so much more about the relationships anymore for me. And like seeing a, a closeness in this community that I didn't ever really think was going to happen. And like the, you know, when I first was talking about having Dixon on the show, I was like, hey, Lucy, I'm thinking about doing this. And she was like, he's coming here. He's a big deal. We have to like hire a cleaner and like take care of the house. And I'm like, oh, you're right. He is a big deal. But like the more you sit down with him and get to know him, like, and this is consistent, I think, with everybody in this community. We're all just people and we just enjoy bourbon. And it's just a, a part of something that we love and to be able to share in that experience together and extend that love of it and extend the opportunity to experience these things. That's so much more important than a podcast or, you know, arbitrary <laughs> bottles, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I love, I love making connections and I think that's been the big thing for me this year. Again, I think that was my moment of 2018, or my best best memory of 2018, too, was just seeing relationships and connections grow. And I have to kind of echo that again for, for 2019. So, Yeah, absolutely. I love you, Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's a bromance. He knows it. I'm seeing him on Monday. All right. It's a date. Cool. <laughs> Uh, I'll see myself out again. Okay. <laughs> again, I think that's best. Uh, um, yeah, no, I mean, it, you know, it, it's what it, it it's what it's all about. Um, oh, another thing, you know, going to Austin this year for the second time yeah. for the Whiskey Vault, uh, Whiskey Tribe, um, Crowded Barrel Distillery, their thing, and they they expanded the Whiskey Tube community uh, three or four five fold you know yeah um and made it four or five fold hotter <laughs> no colder <laughs> bodies it was oh cold. yeah that's it was, right it was colder it, it was like 30 or 40 degrees colder there this year <laughs> um but yeah continuing that relationship meeting new channels uh or just meeting channels that we hadn't met before and, and all that um and being part of a Iron Root, uh, Iron Root Republic pick that was the first ever YouTube barrel pick uh, was was really cool. That was that is really awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. 
That was good. Good times. That was a highlight. Austin's always a highlight. Swan, anything else you want to add from... You're holding it out there. (laughs) Well, I was asking you... So, hold on. Before we go too far, do we want to double up on the review or do we want to do one? Um, Should we do one? Yeah. We've been doing barrel proofs all night. (laughs) Should we continue with the barrel proof theme, you think, or do this? I don't know, but I I agree. If you want a more accurate review, you should probably just pick one. <laughs> I yeah, that that's what I was that's what I was thinking as yeah. well. Yeah, I think this one would be more current because people are going to start getting that come January, February. This one, people are getting the press stuff for it now. I well, people getting, are getting press stuff for the this one true. too. Well, so th- this one's coming out. This one's I tell available you what, now though, right? Let's let's do that one. And uh, this will be a YouTube review for me. All right. Or maybe I'll do it on another podcast, like a quick bonus one or something. I don't know. Who's to say? We'll find out. Either way, we've had, we, <laughs> we figured out our review. Everybody who's <laughs> listening is frustrated because they know what we're talking about now. But um, yeah, Swan, do you want to do you want to wrap up with anything before we move on to our review? Uh, well, I mean. I think my perspective on relationships and stuff has always been a little different than you guys. Like, I don't go to a ton of events. Mine's usually, like, checking in on the 15th liquor store owner for that day. <laughs> um, seeing what they got. If they don't, talk to them, bring them a sample type thing. Um, this year was great. I mean, shout out to Kroger. They've done a lot for all of us this year, just mm-hmm. getting us some good bottles mm-hmm. yes. and stuff. Total Wine's been good with just keeping stuff on the shelf that's good and regularly available and then uh justin's helping us out with some you know rebel yell 100 yeah totally first place i got it was uh asking justin's about it yeah so i mean a lot of good shops i mean that's usually my relationships that i build so well you guys do both have clean clean glencairns yeah i'm gonna use that clean if you want to do that i mean i did just clean mine out but (laughs) <laughs> oh, that was supposed to be Chad's. I'm sorry. Switch me. It's all right. It'll <laughs> no. it'll, t- it'll taste better. <laughs> no, no, go for it. <laughs> I I think honestly, and I it's not it's not to say that I haven't had a lot of really good bourbon this year, a lot of really good whiskey because I have. But when I look back on 2019, it's going to be about all of the moments that I spent sharing that whiskey with other people and i think that's kind of for me 2019 in a nutshell and so i'll be as you know i'll try not to be as sappy as possible but like that's that's it for me i mean that's what Mm -hmm. gets me excited is you know getting to sit around with a pint of old fitz bottled and bond 15 year Mm -hmm. oh man what was i talking about don't got lost for a second. Don't remember. No, it's okay. <laughs> anyway, I do want to say too, uh, 2019 was a big year for the podcast, and I just want to say thank you all so much for listening and visiting with us and coming to events and supporting and this, that, and the other. I mean, it's just been a very, it's been a great year, and 2020 is going to be bigger and better and even more fun yeah it is so with that let's go ahead and review this old fitzgerald bottom and bond 15 year i'm excited hill 
It's got a great nose. It's very it like does. baking spice. It's uh I was a little put bread. off by I think the 13 year cuz we got what was it, fried plantains on that one. Did we? I think so. It was one of them we got and it was just all like fried plantains. This one? I think so. Yeah. Really? 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 I can't go much higher. I'm sorry. I can't either. <laughs> uh and, and you know that's good, but it just wasn't a profile I enjoyed. So as soon as I saw, it, I was like, "Oh, we added more age." I was like, "I don't know about that." I'm getting bacon spices and lemon zest. There is a zest of a lemon in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll so give it to you. Some salted caramel as well. We? Am I the odd man out on this one? Yeah, we formed a committee. Yeah, great. Yeah, he's naming my bourbons. I'm hastily <laughs> throwing them together in my freezer. It's uh-huh. all good. And my, yeah. my podcast is getting overtaken. Wearing my blouse inside my house. <laughs> With your mouse. With my mouse. He's changing pants, eating a sandwich. Yeah, I'm eating a big sandwich. Changing my <laughs> pants. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a caramel spice in there that's just really pleasing. And there's, but there's still a savory note that I can't quite put my finger on. It just smell to me. It smells like those, um, like apple cider, like fritters or whatever that you get. Mm, apple fritters. Apple fritters. Mm. I'm on board with that. Yeah. Because some of those kind of get a little caramely, you know, just a little bit on the outside. Yeah, I get the apple fritter thing because there is like a pie crust type of nose in there. I think that goes with like an apple fritter. Mm-hmm. Yep. The pie crust is really present on the palate. Almost like a graham cracker crust. Mm-hmm. Look, Ooh. man, I don't have 15-year-old whiskeys all the time. But when I do. But when I do, it really... Oh, wow. It punches you a little bit. And says you're welcome. Oh, man. I'm a big fan. That's good. Mm-hmm. That drinks really, really well. I've always been kind of iffy on these, like, bottled and bond super-aged releases, because I'm, I'm like, well, I think I would rather substitute some of the proof in there. Oh, I'm good. I got plenty. No, I need the cap, dude. Oh. <laughs> hey, this bourbon stuff works. <laughs> but I mean I, I want to substitute it for a little more proof instead of age this one's not the case at all I like it right where it's at I think it's really well balanced yeah man that finish mm-hmm. and it's not it's not a real like punch in the face kind of finish but it just it lingers in the right way mm-hmm. it's it's that brightness that I was talking about, yeah. you know, wanting to put in the beagle. It's it's got that brightness on lockdown. It's um, it's really exceptional. I mean, it it tastes like an Ellie. I'd venture to say this one's probably my favorite next to the eleven they put out. Oh, I I think the mm. fourteen for me was easily my favorite. Oh, this is oh yeah. It's it's light, it's delicate. If that makes sense, Mm -hmm. it the palate is is 
is the light and delicate part, just so enjoyable. And then the finish, it starts kicking up, and you start to get some spice and a little bit of heat, but nothing out of control. And this nice long finish, especially for 100 proof, nice hug. Oh, it's so, it's really good. The, the, the palette, and there was a note that I couldn't quite get, and I think it was because it was kind of playing well with the mouthfeel. And so I was having trouble kind of putting my finger on it. But what it is, is apple pie, homemade apple pie mm-hmm. with that graham cracker crust mm-hmm. with homemade whipped cream on top. Hmm. It's got that same kind of consistency. Sure, it's not Swan's Roth. It might be Swan's Roth. Oh, stop. See, I would work. I would work whipped cream into like into a mouthfeel. Is that what you're going? Is that Maybe, where you're going with it? Maybe, but I'm still it? kind of. I'm still tasting it a little bit, but yes, I can see it in the mouthfeel as well. I'm still definitely getting that like apple frittery type stuff, but I can see the graham cracker crust thing that you're going for. Yeah, I think the. Um... What I'm getting on the finish is more of like if you have an apple crumble and the things that are on top, you know? Yeah. That's more of what's lingering in the finish for me. But this it's all it's like it's one of those bourbons that you have to concentrate on dissecting it because when you drink it, you just wanna just sit back and go, Oh, you just yeah, wanna enjoy it. Yeah. This uh-huh. is great. And then you're like, Oh wait, I'm supposed to be like figuring out what it tastes like. Which is a good sign. Yeah, no, it's definitely a roller coaster because I just want to like sit in my seat and mm-hmm. just just let it go, just yeah. let it happen. But instead, I'm doing that thing, like you said, consciously dissecting it. So mm-hmm. I guess in the roller coaster analogy, I'm looking for the camera so I don't <laughs> look stupid during the ride. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. no, this is good. This is really nuanced. I think this mm. is one of the more nuanced things I've had this year. Yeah, the, the the more you return to it, I'm starting now to get like a syrup, a maple syrup type of uh feel mm-hmm. as it coats the mouth that sweetness is kicking up a little bit more it's it's really heavy on the baking spices and really just kind of baked goods flavors mm-hmm. in general yeah i i feel like i just am defaulting to going it's really good it is really good it's really good it's really good <laughs> i don't even know how i'm gonna score this one yet because i have so many feelings (laughs) i mean the least amount of time i've spent with it is the nose so i think i probably should go back to that while i still have some in my glass well let's let's talk to about the price on this yeah what is the price yeah it's 150 dollars. has that gone up well they they mark it by the age they generally do they're pretty close to this every release. It's about ten dollars per year mm-hmm. okay. for these. Have you ever tasted it in Norlin? <laughs> uh, yeah. So just the throwback episode. What have you? I forgot about that. Character. Yeah. <laughs> you ever had it in Norlin? Folks, I have not edited that at all. He is leaning that close to the microphone and making those noises. It has not been I, amplified. The, well, the thing that brought that to mind was I was trying to get a nose, and it is like pretty. It's it's pretty in your face on the nose. Like you get a lot of the alcohol. 
And I was yeah. like, ah, I kind of wish I had this in a Norland so I could maybe get a different nose. And then there you go. <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't want to get too far into the glass. Ooh. Yeah, even for a hundred proof, that seems kind of yeah, kind of odd, especially for a weeder. But yes. you know, yes, indeed, there are two Norland glasses sitting within arm's reach if you want to. Uh, maybe I should have it in Norland. <sighs> yeah, I don't know if I can reach it though. <laughs> Only time I ever make those noises is when the waiter's like bringing the food to you. Uh, his arms are too short. He's gonna break my chair. Uh, he did it. Oh yeah. Indiana Jones, all the way. I got it. <laughs> well, you gotta replace it with something if you're doing Indiana Jones. Oh no, the whole house, uh, the house is gonna collapse. No. You got this right, Beaver. <laughs> Swanee can't hear you. Oh, right. This is an audio medium. Whoops. No! No, that's not what... <laughs> Swan, I don't think we can drink bourbon together anymore. Yeah. Well, after I named one after Froth, I didn't think you'd want me here any longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys just smell us in Ireland. <laughs> Future Perry. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> no, it does in the Norland. It does uh, eliminate that that alcohol, um, that ethanol kickback that's kind of preventing you to get a real deep deep hmm. nose on it. So, what are you picking up instead now that the alcohol is not limiting you? I mean, the same stuff, but it's just a lot easier to get. You can really just take a big old breath. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And that's the power <laughs> of oh, the Norlin. Norlin, yeah, yeah. Now I'm getting like I, a lot more fruit notes on there. Swan, Norlin. How, how's the smell of the Norlin? That's pretty good in the Norlin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like it's like he's always uncomfortable, but he really likes the Norlin glass. That's that's that character. <laughs> He's a Nick Nolte style yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it just. I def- have spoken. It just kills all the ethanol, and it it leaves all the same notes. I mean, you might, you can still do it in a Glencairn or even a Rocks class, but you're gonna get hit with some of that ethanol. I think that's probably the biggest knock I have on this bourbon. Yeah. All the way around. Yeah, I agree. But having side by side, side by sided it mm-hmm. with in with the Norlin, I mean, mm-hmm. I still think it's a really enjoyable nose. Yeah, and I'm not. I I think I like it so much that I'm not going oh, but it's not got the standard caramel and vanilla notes. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's so unique to itself that it doesn't require. It to be standard. Yeah. Yeah. Did that make sense? No. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we've got a review system on this show of nose palette, finish, and price, and each category is out of five, and then we tally it up for a total out of 20. So, Mm. nose? Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? I'm going to give it a four. Yeah. I think it's it's just exceptional. It's pretty dang good. 
Yeah, there's really not much I can say that's bad about this other than it just has a decent amount of heat on it for Hunter Proof, uh, which I think if you're splurging in bourbon and you're still relatively new to it, this would be a great one because it's, you know, it's not hazmat territory. It's not super hot. It's got a lot of really easy-to-pick-out notes. Granted, you do have to take a while to do it because it's going to change almost every time you come back to it, at least a little bit. Um but that, that heat is, is there, and that's a deterrent for people, um, especially jumping from, like, the I'm comfortable with the 90 to 100 range into this. Yeah, I gave it a four as well on the nose. I think it's it, it's really good. Um, I think, yeah, it does get covered up with a little bit of the ethanol, but, you know, you put it in Orland, and it's, uh, you can really you just pick up more on those fruit notes and the you know the apple specifically the graham cracker crust it's yeah it's well, all there i i hate to i hate i hate to be don't do indifferent it. don't do it i'm also going to give it a four oh, okay good. it's it's so inviting i mean there there is nothing on there where you're like i'm not sure about that I mean, you really are just kind of left with this really overall pleasing experience that makes you want to dive into the palate. And the palate for me, I think, is just as good as the nose, but with a little bit more to it. Mm-hmm. So I gave it a 4.5. The palate? I gave the palate a 4.5. I gave the palate a 4.4. So very close. <laughs> very close. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. I gave it a 4.5. Man, I don't know. This That's is so this good. is a really high scoring bourbon for us. I think the 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 finish is a little bit better than the than the palate. So, I don't know if we're on finish yet, but I gave the finish a 4.6. Uh, wow. Okay. I actually gave the finish a 4. Oh, you don't like the finish. I as gave much. it a 4 as well. I think the finish is exceptional. Yeah. This is a great ass finish. Mm. Mm. Uh, I still think it's really good, but I think the palette is where a lot of the a lot of it shines for me. So I'm gonna stick with a four on there. I'm gonna stick with a four too. I just took another drink of it. I think the reason I like the palette more is because what I get in the nose shows up in the palette, and then the finish tends to kind of go off in a slightly different direction. Right. Not right. a bad direction at all. Yeah. Just a different one. Mm-hmm. And um, at least when I pick bourbons like Elijah Craig and some of the other ones, I really like that cohesiveness all the way through. Sure. Sure. Now, here's the thing about the price. It ain't cheap. $150 is nothing to sniff at. Oh, and by the way, this sample was uh, provided us at no cost by Heaven Hill themselves. So thank you, Heaven Hill, for doing that. But if you're talking, Swan, about like, you know, you're not the most advanced bourbon drinker and you want to kind of, you know, buy something that's not in the crazy hazmat territory and, you know, still kind of... I mean, I think that there is a lot of show-off potential (laughs) in this bottle of bourbon. There is. Um, I mean, it's hard not to also compare it to what's in its class, though. So let's look at what other stuff. You've got, what, Cornerstone kind of in this territory. You've got the... the, uh, Parker's Heritage Rye in this territory. <clears throat> Kentucky Owl confiscated. Confiscated. You've got um, a big one, Four Roses LE. It's going to mm-hmm. be just as hard to find. Yeah. Um, 
this one is lacking in the proof compared to a lot of those. Minus confiscated, right? Confiscated is 96-ish. Yeah. But this one drinks like it's got a lot of heft to it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's got some proof in there. I gave it a 2.5 on, on price. Wow. Because I think it's just really middle of the road. Um, some of the Four Roses releases that have come out this, you know, at 130, I think are just as good. That's, you know, what, $15 difference? Not a huge, but mm-hmm. I like the proof of those a lot better. Yeah. I think the only hindrance is it's kind of hard to command that much money for a hundred proof. Sure. You know, sure. bond and a bond. Yeah. I like it though. Who else is doing it? Yeah. You know, it's just, it's very middle of the road. And I also know that I'm paying $40 for the glass that it's in. Yeah. Which, <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. It, yeah. it hurts a little bit. Uh, again, though, it's, it's seriously impressive. And if I see one, I'm definitely going to be grabbing it. Because mm-hmm. uh, that brought me up to a 15. So that's right in the territory of like, if you see it at a bar, great. But if you see it at Costco or something, grab it. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't think twice about the, buying it at that price. Seeing mm-hmm. those nice decanters at Costco, I feel like seems counterintuitive. Yeah, well, it's okay. I don't know. Chad, if it Price, shows up, I'm not questioning it. Price is always such a hard part. Um, I think I always have to put some type of bar there. So for this one, I was like, how would I compare it to a, you know, like Knob Creek pick that might be around the same age or some other bourbon around the same proof like you know it's hard to pick just one category and say that's the category i'm going to go with sure. to compare it sure. to the bar also putting it up against other le's that are you know in that price range i agree with, with what swan said about he likes to proof more of like the four roses le and, and so forth but for me proof was the last thing on my mind for this particular one i agree now, normally it, it is higher ranking on my list. But for this one, I was concentrating on the, the wonderful nose, the great palette, the, the wonderful finish. Um, and yeah, unfortunately thinking about the price, but proof just wasn't on my radar as much as heavy as it is on others. So I think that factored in well for it, for the price. So I gave it a 3.3. It's not quite a three, five. It's not a three. It's a three, three. You are flipping this whole <laughs> review system on its head, man. He's making it hard for him to do math. That's that's a him problem. Man. Yeah, exactly. That's true. That's true. Uh, a 3.3, it's $150. I wish it was less. There are other either 15 years or 100 proofers or things that taste in this ballpark that will cost less money, and that's why it's not a 4 or 5 like some of the other scores. Sure. But... I haven't had much like this in 2019, so I got to think about that too. So if I want something of this exceptionality, <laughs> um, 2019's the year we're living in. You got to pay for it, I guess. Sure. So that's why I didn't. I didn't like you know kill it on on the price and gave it a, a three three. Yeah, I, I kind of have to agree with you on in just kind of in general terms that it is going to warrant a higher price point. You know, just based on quality. I mean, you know, weeded bourbons do take a little bit more time to mature. And, you know, it with, with that, you know, it may be good at eight or nine years. But 
with a little bit more time in the barrel, I mean, that allows it to interact well with the the char of the oak and the, the atmosphere and everything. So mm-hmm. I think that when they put that time and they put that effort into it and really do craft a a really good bourbon, the, the price point can be warranted. And so, you know, yeah, I do agree that there are other things out there that <clears throat> in this price range may be, you know, a little bit more pleasing to the masses um, or might have just a little bit more appeal to it. But in, in this case, I think that this could wind up being kind of an unsung hero of 2019 in, in all honesty. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I think that really we've had two solid years of old Fitzgerald bottle and bond premium bourbons. You know, this is now the end of the second year where we've had a nine and 11, a 13, a 14 and a 15 and all have been good. Some have been really good into the great category too, but mm-hmm. overall, I mean, there's there's just something clearly to be said about what Heaven Hill is doing with this product, and you know, it it, it is something that people will of course kind of roll their eyes at a little bit because of the the style of the bottle that it's going into. I mean, yes, you do pay for presentation in some degree. Mm-hmm. But that, that being said, <laughs> I was going to say, if there was a fifth category of like presentation, this would be high. This is like it a five in, pre- yeah. in presentation. Yeah, totally. I mean, you want to have that on your bar cart. You want to have that on yeah. your shelf. Mm-hmm. It is a looker. Yeah. You know, for sure. It's one of the few bottles that like since I've you know got out of that college mentality of, well, I finished a bottle. Let me put it on top of my kitchen. Right. Counter. Yeah. <laughs> That I've been like, once I finish that, I'm stripping all the labels off and I'm going to use it as an actual decanter because the I'm, cork's heavy. Yeah, or, I mean, I I love the label just as much as the bottle shape. I will put Wild Turkey 101 in an empty bottle and put a sticker on the bottom that says, hey, dummy, remember, this is Wild Turkey 101. <laughs> because the label itself is beautiful. I I, I yeah. mean, I hear you, I hear you, Swan, but I, I would not strip that label off. I've I've told you this in the past, Chad. That you know, when when this so I'm holding the 13 year old old Fitz bottle and bond. When this bottle is empty, I will be using this as a decanter mm-hmm. because of how good this cork is. I mean, it's yeah. I'm not even gonna try because <laughs> it is so insanely tight yeah. on there, and I like it better than I do you know regular decanters with the glass topper and everything. I right. just you know yeah. think they don't preserve the bourbon as no, well. There's no seal there, yeah. Anyway, this is a long-winded way of me saying that I gave this a 3.75. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, $150 is not cheap. Just straight out of the gate. But I think that, you know, with with the product that's in the bottle, with knowing, you know, that there is craft that goes into it, and stacking it up against some of the other LEs that have come out this year, I think that this is a really quality product. And I mean, I don't think that Heaven Hill has done anything bad with the old Fitz line this year in general. So mm-hmm. 3.75, that takes me to a 16.25 out of 20. So, I mean, it's this I is a, a 16.3. <laughs> this is a if you can get your hands on it, I would recommend it. Get your hands on it. Get your, get your hands around it. What was your total, Swan? 15. Okay. 
So, I mean, we're all kind of hovering in the same range, mm-hmm. it, you know, that we, we would recommend it if you can manage it, if you can afford it, if you can find it. So. Yeah. Agreed. That's that. Yeah, that was our review for this episode. We got a couple of things to finish up with, though. First off okay. is our newest segment on the show, which I don't think Chad even knows about. It's called Bourbon Rings. Our hotline that was set up for the 100th episode where people could call in is still available at 859-428-8253. So if you want to leave us a voicemail for us to respond to on the show, you can do just that. And uh, this week we have another call from new riff superfan himself, Ian. Ah. So this is Ian's call for this week's segment, Bourbon Rings. Hello, new riff superfan here. This is a question for Perry and Swan. If you could have one Dusty and then a limited supply, what would it be and why? All right, bye. Well, I'm sorry that I don't get to answer. No, Chad, this is extended <laughs> to you this week as well. I Ian said you and Swan. <laughs> yeah, so mine's actually a bottle Chad owns. Oh. Yeah, so the Henry McKenna 10-year that you have the dusty oh the 90s bottle the 90s bottle mm. pre-fire mm-hmm. i think that'd be it it'd be between that oh. and the uh fighting cock age dated pre-fire that you have that you you love that it's so good <laughs> i don't know why i just it's not a release i pick up at all now i don't think about it but as soon as i had that i was like i'm gonna see if i can find more it's good and i know the magic wouldn't be the same so i've really not dove into that too hard but it's it's good it's one of my favorites chad i'll allow you to answer this question as well thank you sir the floor is yours mr Uh, perkins (laughs) um (laughs) probably not what ian was thinking when he said dusty but it technically qualifies as a dusty would be booker's rye oh man, no longer offered so it is a dusty uh booker's rye yeah <laughs> yeah I, I was gonna say like 70s or 80s well turkey 101 but and i would love that too but no right. i mean that that birth year turkey 101 that mm-hmm. yeah that was rather good that was pretty yeah. Yeah. pretty spectacular <laughs> um okay i'm gonna go a little bit more distant into the past because it I when when people ask me what's the best thing I think I've ever had, this is at least in my top three. Uh, and it was a, a an original Taylor that sat in the barrel all the way through Prohibition. <laughs> so thirteen years Taylor, and it was it was literally dumped after Prohibition ended, and if. If I had an unlimited supply of that just to go, hey, you want to know what bourbon used to taste like back in the day? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this was a special time. But that, like, as, as great as it would be to have unlimited dusty turkey, I mean, it's so hard to get old Taylor anymore mm-hmm. because it was either consumed or it's stored away in somebody's grandpa's basement. Yeah. And they don't know about it. I mean, that, that's that's something pretty special. Um, not just to get a, a pre-prohibition slash post-prohibition whiskey, yeah. but to get a pre-prohibition that you really enjoyed that much. Yeah, exactly. Because the limited times, two, maybe three times that I've had actual 
pre-prohibition stuff. It's been really unique, yeah, but not something that I'd be reaching for all the time. Right, and it's not that I would reach for this all the time, but it, it, I, I think that. See, but then there's the thing of like, would I still appreciate it if I had another? If it was unlimited, supply, like, probably not. The, the fountain of youth, but bourbon. yeah, it's very catch twenty two. <laughs> yeah, if you're just getting it for the show and tell ability, sometimes that could be like, I don't know if I really want to drink that. Every time, time that yeah. you pour from the bottle, it just automatically refills. refills yeah. yeah, that would be nice. But at the same time, is it really that special? So right, I don't know. I I still would feel like that would be my go to. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that answers the question. Swan, do you remember the, the sign-off for this segment? Oh, God. No, I don't. It's we. So we're done, and we both say the bung was wrong. Oh, it, well, he's got to get it on this one, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Do you, want, do you want to do it, too? Is it like on three? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> All right. One, two, three. The, the bung, bung was wrong. wrong. Amazing. Fantastic. Well, that does it for this week's segment of Bourbon Rings. That brings us to everybody's favorite segment, Tips and Bits, Mm. where we recommend things. It doesn't have to be bourbon related, but it can be if we so desire. Chad, I'm going to let Swan go first on Tips and Bits. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I think I just gave Swan a heart attack. (laughs) Yeah. Ruffled my feathers for sure. (laughs) (laughs) No, whoever wants to go first with Tips and Bits. Um, yeah, okay, I'll go. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I just finished the show. Um, I'm sad that it's gone. So if people haven't watched Silicon Valley, I would suggest that. It's on HBO. Understandable. Yeah. You look very sad now. I'm not sad. Well, I'm Sarah, sad that it's over. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've got one. I thought of it just now. I'm in the clear. I got this. Um, <laughs> So I've been making more bourbon balls just because it's that time of year, and I've started to use more and more flavored whiskeys. Mm. Did you of... screwball? No, <gasps> I thought about it. Oh, you, would you like to great. borrow my bottle? I'm. I might. Because <laughs> you're trying might. to get rid of it. <laughs> no, I mean it's fine. I might. It, I've noticed it's, it's fine, a... but you're wrong. Well, I think it's born wrong, for it's for baking. I think it's born for cooking. Yeah, it's it probably is or cocktails. I mean, but uh, I think the most, my favorite still, after using quite a few now, has been the uh, Knob Creek Smoked Maple. Hmm. Because for years, I've seen that on the shelf, and I'm like, no. No. <laughs> no you don't no, need that. No, no. <laughs> but then, you, you know, something, I bought a bottle. Something, something, dark side. Dark side. Yeah. <laughs> so Man, this, th- is a, this is some kind of finale episode for 2019. <laughs> and then you buy a bottle, and you're like, I still don't know what to do with this. Then you find out you can make maple bourbon balls because mm. and it's it's pretty good make a maple drizzle and put it on top yes. instead of the typical like pecan it's great last year i loved eating your swan balls i hope it happens <laughs> again all right what nothing was there something inaccurate about that statement no okay completely accurate yeah i can make more i can manufacture those please do yep please assembly lines swan's do. balls yeah, I got With a, a lot of odd. <laughs> I got a lot of odd business opportunities out of this podcast. I'm mm-hmm, not sure about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that reminds me of uh, the most one of the most recent Bourbon Night episodes. Uh, how to, the the Bourbon Bread Pudding, oh. where I had a very visceral and PTSD reaction to 
Sarah slicing her finger. Yeah. Where I, th- <sighs> she was like, I don't know, is that too much? Should we, should we actually put that in? I'm like, yeah, there's no blood. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you hear yourself make a noise and then you clear the screen. Like it's, it's fine. Let's leave it in. She was but like, then okay. her going, it's not good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it bad? Well, it ain't good. It ain't good. <laughs> that, was, that was good. Yeah. yeah that was. That I'm was glad I captured moment. that audio because that was just camera audio. I wasn't really, you know, running audio for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, my tips and bits, as it is the Christmas season, I figured I'd recommend one of my newer favorite Christmas movies. Have you guys ever seen Arthur Christmas? No. So it's an animated. Christmas movie it came out in 2011. James McAvoy is the the main character, um, and Hugh Laurie plays his brother, who is next in line to take over the role of Santa. American accent, Hugh Laurie? No, British accent. Because James McAvoy is doing his regular speaking voice. Well, he's Scottish, isn't he? He's doing a British accent. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay. Anyway, Arthur Christmas is fantastic. Freeform's been showing it about ten times a day. <laughs> All I've been seeing is Elf. <laughs> I haven't seen it once the, really? the, this oh, season. You're I've already watched elf. Jingle All the Way. That's my favorite. Yikes. That's a shame, Captain Turbo. <laughs> little little Anakin Skywalker's first movie role. Yeah. That's right. Jake Lloyd, yeah, huh? Uh, it's so bad, but it's so good. Just watching the people fighting them all. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of St. Matthews every time I've ever, ever been in that place. <laughs> uh. Anyway, St. Yeah, Matthew's is a mall in Louisville, by the way, not like a church. Yeah. People, just, people might be confused about that. cage matches in yeah. a church. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because I need a little clarification. And for Sunday service, <laughs> enter the octagon. Like, no. This isn't the people's elbow. It's the Lord's elbow. <laughs> Two choirs enter. One choir leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Five golden rings means something completely yeah, yeah, exactly. different. It's when we talk about Saint knuckles, Matthew's gold knuckles. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness gracious. Okay, go watch Arthur Christmas and Merry Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Yeah, filthy animals. Whatever. Yeah. Well, that does it for the 2019 season of uh, it. Uh, it's Bourbon Night. Oh, this is my Bourbon it's podcast. Bourbon Night podcast. <laughs> you forgot which show you're on again. I, I did. Let's, okay. let's get out of here. Swan, where can people find you on social media? I'm on uh, Facebook and Instagram at My Bourbon Finder. Chad, what about you? They can find me in a Norwich. <laughs> no. With uh, different pants. With different pants and a big sandwich. Um, YouTube.com. And then you're going to get chased around the yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. YouTube.com slash it's bourbonite. Uh, whiskeyambitions.com. It's bourbonite on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And patreon.com slash is bourbonite. You can hear the Drink More Bourbon Patreon only podcast. <laughs> Which both Swan and I will have been on or will be on, depending on when Chad gets those up. Correct. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, I am at PRater1492 on all social media channels. If you want to follow the show, it is at my bourbon pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we have a significantly smaller Twitter following and Instagram following than we do listeners of the show. So if you are listening to this and you are on either of those platforms, crying out loud, what are you doing? Crying out loud. Get on, you're on your phone already listening to this show. Or maybe you're on your computer. I don't know. However you do it. Uh, hop over to Twitter and uh, Instagram or even Facebook. And give us a like or a follow. We really appreciate it. Uh, you can give us a five-star rating review on iTunes. 
uh, which really does help us out, get new people listening to the show, seeing the show in their searches, if they are searching for a bourbon podcast. Uh, that is a great way to do that. But if you cannot review the show on iTunes, you can always tell your friends about the show if they love podcasts, if they love bourbon. It's a great way for people to find out about it. You can head to bourbonshop.threadless.com for all of our apparel and merchandise. We've got some stuff up there right now. We're going to have some uh, some new merchandise coming after the first of the year. So please go and check that out. If you have questions or comments, you can send them to thismybourbonshop at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. We would love to do another segment as I try to choke through that. Of uh, the Whiskey Mailbag, which is a really fun time. We get to hear from you guys, and we get to read out what you think about what's going on with the show or any ideas that you might have for us. So, again, that's this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. If you're not yet a part of our Facebook group, you can go to facebook.com and search for This Is My Bourbon Group, and there are just a couple of questions to make sure that you are actually a listener, and then we can add you in there. And then last but not least, as I'm kind of running out of breath, uh, 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 what am I doing? Patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast is where you can become a patron of the show for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, we are starting up right now our pregame chats over on Patreon, which are a lot of fun. And we just recorded before this episode. Uh, so if you would like to listen to some of those, you can head over to Patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast. Uh, and hit that $5 tier, and you will get a special link uh, to where you can actually listen to that in your favorite podcast player. And uh, you get bonus episodes every month. You get live streams and hangouts and uh, free shirts and all that good stuff. Guys, ha- Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Happy, happy. 2020s com- coming, around, coming around the bend. Let's, let's go drink more bourbon. Let's do that. Anyway, until next time, I'm Perry. I'm Swan. I'm Chad. And this is my bourbon podcast. Should we help him or should we just watch it? I'm just going to beatbox. Is. You're doing the Saran rap. Yeah, I'm Saran rapping. How'd you know my my rapper name? With a special guest, Cellophane over here. Yeah, <laughs> featuring Cellophane and Super Glue. I'm gonna see myself out. Okay, that's fine. I think that's best. Of my own house. <laughs>